ओम ज्ञान and the disciple is an individual person every disciple is an individual and the dealings between them are not stereotyped even though general guidelines are given in shastra they are after all guidelines not rigid directives so basically guru means shabde parech anishnatam brahmam vipashyam means uh, one who is a well learned in krishna tattva in the science of god as received in the Vedic literatures and who has uh, personally taken shelter of Krishna through the disciplinary succession and who has uh, absorbed in Krishna consciousness okay. and the disciples duty is uh, very simply find in three ways pranipat pariprashna and seva means offering obeisances asking all kinds of relevant questions and serving the guru so what qualities will a disciple develop if he understands guru tattva he will develop krishna consciousness he will become yeah there won't be light coming out of his eyes or steam coming out of his ears he won't start to see visions in the sky don't expect or hope for this so called mystical symptoms just try to serve krishna that's all Disciple means he is trained to serve Krishna by the Guru, who is himself a servant of Krishna. So, other questions? How can us? How can sincerity of a disciple, of a, of a disciple, be defined? Whether he is sincere, sincere or not, and whether his motives are material or spiritual. What should be the criteria? that will uh, be seen by the service mode sincerity is an attitude that is expressed in activity particularly in uh, the activity of service to the Lord Krishna that's all no well, sometimes spiritual master cannot see cannot analyze because he is situated far away he cannot analyze define the motives of his disciples of uh, of uh, future disciples and uh, a candidate for initiation he can get ready for the initiation by studying some shastra but still may have some some personal selfish motives well uh, almost everyone has some personal motives that's why we're in the material world we wouldn't be here if we were perfect devotees unless we were have you know to go to come from the spiritual world to preach which we're not but the person process of Krishna consciousness is meant for purification regarding how the spiritual master can understand about his disciples if he doesn't see them much well the same question was asked to Sri Prabhupada Prabhupada says the Prabhupada how can you know about the uh, activities and the 
performance of your disciples, so many disciples all over the world, and you don't see most of them most of the time. Who was it? And I'm not sure who else is. One of his disciples. Prabhupada gave a very down-to-earth answer. He said, I have my town presidents and GPCs. They report to me. And you may ask, well, is the town president reporting about every disciple? It may not be. But if there's no report, you can understand there's nothing too much wrong. Recently, uh, I was in Croatia, and I have a few disciples there who serve in our temple in central London. And I have fairly regular contact with the temple president in our central London temple. So, towards the end of my stay in Croatia, this disciple uh, expressed some uh, some disappointment that I hadn't asked about how she was doing in London or any such thing. So I said, I know that you're doing basically okay, because uh, if there's any problem, then the town president would immediately inform me. So I like that. This is an often asked question. From one point of view, it's a dilemma. That uh, Prabhupada said that all his sannyasis should make 10,000 disciples. And others he told to make more. On the other hand, the guru is also a jiva. And although some jivas may be empowered by Krishna in various ways, most jivas can't maintain a personal close relationship with very many people. So the reality is that most disciples are not going to spend most of their time or even much of their time in the personal association of their guru. As Prabhupada also stated that I would like to spend, I would like to be with my disciples all the time, but preaching responsibility all over the world makes that not possible. But actually the disciple can be closest to the guru if he's uh, helping to execute the mission of the guru rather than simply uh, staying with him personally all the time. Nevertheless, Prabhupada did give many opportunities for personal association. He regularly traveled around the world. And he called all his disciples to be present annually at the Mayapur festival. So similarly, the uh, gurus following Prabhupada are traveling around the world. And uh, although all devotees from Russia may not be able to afford to go to Mayapur, they can... uh, this is called the Divnamos festival, the two Divnamos festival. Take advantage of the sannyasis gurus come at that time, you can take advantage of the personal presence. Everything is, uh, we shouldn't be in anxiety. Krishna will look after everything. This question was caused by, uh, by the, <coughs> one of the offenses to the chanting of the Holy Name uh, about preaching the glories to the materialistic person, or so the holy name to a materialistic person. So, if this glory, so if this name given to a materialistic person, then the spiritual master takes his responsibility for committing this offense. You mean if the disciple does so? The disciple? No, if a guru accepts some materialistic person as his oh. disciple, then he is responsible yeah. committing this offense. Well, therefore, at least in ISKCON, we're quite careful about accepting disciples. It's not that, uh, you know, you just see someone and before he has the chance to get out the door, you initiate him. Whether, whether he's following principles or not, or whether he's chanting or not. Mm. In ISKCON, if someone comes to make electrical repairs in the temple, we don't initiate him. 
I mean, I'm just saying that because there are some groups who, you know, they they uh, give initiation to every living entity that comes within this, within their vision, without any uh, discrimination as to whether they're following or not following. Or, so it's it's better to be a little strict. Of course, we shouldn't be so strict that it's in, that it makes it impossible for anyone to take initiation. But there should be some testing period seeing that people are actually following, are serious. And that uh, later if someone falls into Maya, that's something else. But at least there should be some testing that they're not that they're not actually acting outside the four related principles now. Well, as far as I understand, there should be some uh, internal relationship, internal connection set before this initiation between Guru and Disciple. Yeah, the connection is that the disciple commits himself to follow the principles of Krishna consciousness. And the Guru commits himself to go on teaching properly the system of Krishna consciousness. The basis develop, the relationship develops on the basis of that commitment. And it, it develops in the course of time. Just like in traditional Indian marriages, usually the boy and girl to be married, they wouldn't know each other before marriage. But the relationship develops on the basis of their commitment to each other. In general, you can't expect a, a very deep relationship in the beginning. But that commitment, that is the basis and it's the proper start to a relationship between Guru and disciple. You have to start at the beginning. Your disciple is like a child in spiritual life. So a child actually isn't capable of very deep relationships. Only when he develops his his personality, in course of time, can he develop deep relationships. So actually, we can't. You know, we turned out all these deep relationships, but we have to become deep in Krishna consciousness before we can have deep relationships on the spiritual platform. It develops in course of time, according to the sacrifice and commitment of the disciple. It's just like you never say, "Well, you never introduce." Here's my very deep friend. I've known him for the last three days. Deep friend means it's a tried and trusted relationship. I mean, when Prabhupada was talking about Guru to Sarvalaja, he basically, even relationship with Krishna, he always used the word surrender. It's a disciple's duty to surrender and be submissive. Then, other question? In one of his lectures, his spiritual master, Radhima Maharaj, said that he controls each and every of his disciples. Previously, I mean, at first this this point remained unclear for her, but now she thinks that she understood it. Previously she had no relationship with Paramatma, but now uh, the place of Paramatma was taken by her Guru. Now her Guru is in her heart directing, directing her activities, and now when she does something, she tries to be respectful, submissive, and so on. Is it proper understanding that yeah, it's good to think that uh, at, at every moment, how should I act? How would I act if my guru was present here now? How would he want me to act? That is a good meditation. That will drive out all nonsense. How many devotees reside in this temple normally? Some are away there. In Kojinava? Kojinava, uh, they're helping to prepare the festival, is it? Well, they also help in the organization, right? 